This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. It's often said that parents should shield their preschoolers from media exposure. But one expert says the right kind of media can help preschoolers flourish academically, socially, and emotionally. If we can ditch the guilt about screen time, that would be amazing. That would be like my number one thing. Because we have the control and we have the power and not all content is created equal. Then, millions of Americans are suffering from some form of diabetes. What are the causes of this apparent epidemic? Suppose you have a friend who has type 2 diabetes and comes in, he loses 50 pounds. In almost all cases, that diabetes just disappears. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Today, screens are everywhere. There's an ever-expanding array of media choices. Parents of very young children are often advised to limit the kids' exposure to media. But one expert says the right kind of media can actually help nurture and develop young minds. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Angela Santamero. She's the award-winning co-creator of the well-known children's TV program, Blue's Clues, among other educational TV shows she's been involved with. And now she's the author of Preschool Clues, Raising Smart, Inspired, and Engaged Kids in a Screen-Filled World. Angela, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that children under two years of age avoid watching TV entirely. But we all know that in real life, infants and toddlers do indeed sit in in front of the TV at times. So what is your take on that? I believe in high-quality content and media for our kids if we're going to be watching media. I do talk about it from ages 2 to 5, and I think that under 2, we do have to highly monitor it, how much and what the kids are watching and where, in terms of small bits versus programming and just really trying to understand how their brain is working to take in the information. But from 2 to 5-year-olds, we have really wonderful research about media moving the needle, as long as we're choosing the high quality with an intention to teach. I think a generation or two ago, parents didn't really feel as much guilt as parents do today, but you think parents need to get over that guilt, right? Oh my gosh, if we can ditch the guilt about screen time, that would be amazing. That would be like my number one thing to do with the book because we have the control and we have the power and not all content is created equal. And so I think it really is just about giving us that information so that we know how to figure out which shows say they're educational but actually are and what our kids are truly getting out of the media that they're watching. I would think it would really be helpful if parents could sit down with their child and watch you know, pretty much everything they watch. But in real life, parents need a break. So a lot of times that's how TV is used as well. What are your thoughts on that as far as parents really participating and being involved with what the kids are watching at the time? 
You know, I think we know that any time a parent is involved in anything that a child does, it's better, it enriches their experience than if we could drop everything all the time and just be with our kids. You know, it's just not a realistic view of the world. And so when we're putting them in preschool and we're putting them in daycare, when we're searching out people for them to play with or what we're feeding them, you know, we're really thinking, obviously, about what's the best for them. And so I just think that media is another extension to that. And I think that that's just the kind of thing that we need to be looking at when we're choosing high-quality media. You also devote a chapter to the importance of just basically having fun singing and laughing with your kids. Tell us a little more about that. You know, I find that diffusing with humor is one of the secrets secret sauce, when we can have a sense of humor about something, when, when we can diffuse with humor, it really does help break the tension and break the stress, and also just getting on the floor and playing with our kids or watching them play, and realizing also that when they're throwing themselves on the floor in a tantrum, it's not going to last forever. Whenever this happens with my kids, I think of them at 25 years old throwing themselves on the floor, and it makes me more upset, and if we can stay in the moment and realizing that they're going through something and have a little bit more of a playful sensibility about it, I think Think that we can have more fun doing it, and I think that it actually helps empower kids. Our guest on InfoTrack is Angela Santamero. She's the co-creator of the well-known and educational kids program, Blues Clues. Now she's the author of Preschool Clues, Raising Smart, Inspired, and Engaged Kids in a Screen-Filled World. Since you first got involved with Blues Clues, things have certainly changed in terms of media opportunities for kids because now we have smartphones, we have tablets, we have so many different options of different kinds of media. Has that changed in terms of what you've seen over the years or is it still basically the same sorts of choices that parents have to make? No, you're absolutely right. There's a ton of preschool programming, much more than we had when we premiered Blue's Clues in 1996. I think what's interesting is that we premiered with this interactive model where we had Steve, our character, Steve, our actor, look directly at the camera, ask kids a question, and pause, which is one of my clues in terms of its own philosophy. But the idea that you're pausing for about four beats and waiting for kids to answer, well, it became known as almost educational because our show is educational and we had kindergarten readiness skills throughout the show. Anytime anybody used that interactive model, we thought, or parents thought it was educational. And even since then, just in terms of that onslaught of preschool shows, and many of them are great. It's just that we need to decipher between the ones that are great for our kids and the ones that are more junk food. And so we just need to do it in moderation, the way that we would have different kinds of food in our pantry. You just mentioned a key word there, junk food in TV programming. What would your clues be for parents as far as just identifying what is good, what is bad? I talk about it as a healthy green media smoothie, which means when we're looking for a show, we're looking for something sweet that you're going to put in your green smoothie. And so that has the entertaining value. Is it interesting? Is it fun for our kids? Are they laughing? Are they singing? Anything that is getting them engaged? Because we want them to be intrinsically motivated. And then there's education. But is it truly educational? Is it teaching what it says it's going to teach? What are your kids taking away from it? What kind of language do they use? Do they talk respectfully to kids? Do they talk down to kids? Things like that. And then the interactivity piece, quote-unquote interactivity, whether they're truly interacting like we did on Blue's Clues in terms of that pseudo way, truly interacting also in an iPad or a game for a reason, for a purpose, or even just being thoughtful and interacting after the show is over. So those are the kinds of things that we're looking for so that we're using media as a tool to inspire and to elicit a passion of preschoolers. Blue's Clues is no longer in production, right? 
we just announced that we're doing some more episodes. I was just um, about to ask. Uh-huh. We have like 165 episodes over, you know, such a long period of time. But yeah, we're looking for a new host, a new actor, and been shining it up and doing some new stuff. So, Angela, just to kind of wrap things up, what advice can you offer to parents of small children as far as making wise decisions about media exposure? I think that what I love to talk about is that we're feeding our kids' brains as well as we're feeding their bodies and just really being cognizant of that and so that when we're putting something on for them, they're soaking it in. They're soaking everything in. They learn from everything and all that modeling that we see through media and through our lives every day. So I think just realizing that and wanting to find a nutrition label for media would be something that I would strive for and demanding good quality media for our kids, just being as vocal as we can about it to make sure that we're constantly rising to the challenge of what parents are looking for. And are there any online resources that you recommend that parents can use to kind of analyze these without having to spend you know hours watching shows? Yes. Common Sense Media is a wonderful resource that evaluates all shows and all genres and gives you a breakout of those kinds of things. I try to put on angelasclues.com some more recent information that you can look at stuff. And then also network websites have a ton of stuff, pbs.org, Nickelodeon, Amazon Kids. Like There's a ton of information that you can be searching and finding. And even just Googling a show that you love, you can find interviews with the creators and find out what their inspiration was. Excellent information. Angela Santamaro, the co-creator of the TV show Blues Clues and the author now of Preschool Clues, Raising Smart, Inspired, and Engaged Kids in a Screen-Filled World. Angela, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, millions have some form of diabetes. Learn how to reverse the disease. Coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.